You're listening to the Restoring Hope Podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Matt Till. Welcome to the Restoring Hope Podcast, your weekly no-fluff dose of inspiration to believe that hope is never lost, faith is not dead, and a better tomorrow is coming. Well, happy Inauguration Day. If you are listening today, Wednesday, January 20th, 2021, today is Inauguration Day of our 46th President, Joe Biden, and the first female vice president to be elected into office and to be sworn into office, Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, On that note alone, I think it's an exciting day uh, for our great nation. I realize that, you know, a day like today, depending upon where you fell on the political aisle in a very polarized um, political environment in our country, in a time in our nation right now, uh, this may be a very hopeful day for you. And for others, it may be one of great sadness and fear and anxiety. And uh, I recognize that. And I want to just say to you that I I see you and I I see what you're feeling. Um, I understand. I I think I understand. But I I just know wherever you are on that spectrum, um, that you are known and that you are a person who you are a person who has been created by our great God and our creator to uh, flourish in this world and to be blessed. And so I want you to know that uh, no matter what is happening in the world around us right now, and wherever you fell on the ideological political spectrum this year, um, know that you are loved and that you are cared for, and, uh, and that God has a great plan for you, and that there's a hope for you in this world uh, moving forward, and I believe a hope for us. What I like about days like today and this is a very different inauguration day because it is one filled with a lot of anxiety. Um, it's a different uh, inauguration that we've ever experienced uh, between the pandemic and then also uh, Washington, D.C. being basically a militarized zone. Uh, we've never seen a, um, an election like this, I'm sorry, an inauguration like this ever before. But I guess that would only make sense because we've never, we've experienced a lot of firsts uh, this year, actually, and last year. So, um, I guess in some ways it makes sense, but you know, inaugurations I, I, are meant to inspire hope, and and no matter where you fall, because you know it, it's a win lose game. It's like there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. There are people who campaign against one another to win over the votes of the American people and our nation in democracy, and say this is who we want to lead us. And there's going to be a winner. There's going to be a loser, and of course the loser is going to have to go home <laughs> at the end of the day, and. Um, you know, and, and realizing that in our political system, as polarized we become, as populism continues to increase and um, uh, the, the rhetoric increases on each side, the, the, uh, we start kind of fueling lies and distorted truth and alternate realities um, and distrust from each side, which I think only complicates the problem and actually erodes away what today is really meant to be. And today's meant to be a day of hope. It's meant to be a day of uh, where we see a new administration, we see new leaders, we see fresh and new ideas for a shared vision uh, among all, among our nation, among our country. At least that's the ideal, right? That's the hope, is that we can set differences aside and we can begin to move forward together as a collective. 
Um, but again, uh, these polarized politics that we've seen, um, really not just in the last year, not just through um, our previous, uh, the Trump administration, but we're already underneath all of this uh, going on for at least a decade or more, has been fueled by alternate realities, alternate truths, lies, distrust. It, it erodes away the shared vision of the, of the nation. It erodes away um, this, this shared common values and common system or um, common ground that we can all stand on. And that's dangerous for us because, it, because when that happens, when a kingdom is divided against itself, it cannot stand. Jesus said that. <laughs> A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. And so if it's one thing to have different ideas, it's one thing to have different uh, hopes and dreams. It has one thing to say, I, I, I think I have a plan for us um, to go this way. And another leader can say, I have a plan. I think it can solve this problem to go this direction. You know, the common value is that we're trying to solve the same problem. But if we're trying to fight different problems and we have a different vision and a different commonality, and then more frighteningly, if we are working on different assumptions, not just worldview, this goes beyond worldview, it's just flat out, you can't even have a worldview that's different from someone else if it's constantly rooted in different realities. And so if we are operating in different realities, different systems of even understanding truth and, um, and seeing the world for what it is, then we cannot have common ground. And so uh, that is the danger, that when the kingdom is divided uh, and against itself, it cannot stand. Now, in some ways, this is to be expected. Uh, we're, we're kind of broken people. We are uh, people who are often uh, uh, divided people. Uh, we have different ideas. We are susceptible to lies and to believing in lies and, and things that are not true. And uh, that goes for all of us. It goes for me as well. Uh, we all have to use discernment and wisdom and listen to the voices of others and reason well with others. Uh, we have to be thinking people. Um, we have to be discerning people. We need to be people who choose wisdom um, in order to find the, that common ground together. I want to talk about Inauguration Day because um, this is a great opportunity for us to talk about another kind of inauguration. Uh, an inauguration of, of, an, of another kingdom, an inauguration of not just another nation or a president or a leader, but of something even greater. I want to call our attention to if we want to see hope restored amongst our people, amongst one another, amongst the world, we need an, an inauguration of hope, an inauguration of, of true hope, of, of hope that lasts forever, a hope that um, kind of goes above the, the worldly um, politics of our day. And I don't want to trivialize it all, but it kind of becomes trivial at some point when we start realizing the true inauguration that happened in the first century, a better inauguration that occurred in that first century. Uh, in Matthew, uh, in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 4, it's, it's the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. Uh, Jesus is now uh, in his early 30s, and um, his ministry begins. And uh, in, this, in this chapter um, of the early portion of the gospel, there is a fulfillment of prophecy that occurs. And it's uh, quoting uh, Isaiah, actually, the, the author Matthew writes, uh, quoting Isaiah, And for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. 
He's calling back to Isaiah, where um, a time in Israel's life in time where it was a dark, dark period of their life. Um, it was a period of exile. It was a period of darkness, hopelessness, um, a period of great division where their kingdom was truly divided and now it had been destroyed. And so now there is a new existence that they have to reconcile with. And Isaiah, being a prophet of God, receives a word from the Lord. And that word is one of hope. That word is one of a, of a new king, of a new ruler, of a new, um, a new land, and a light, a light of hope and a light of witness that is to come upon the people. And so immediately after this, um, this verse, Matthew in his gospel writes, from then on, Jesus began to preach, quote, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. That word or that that term is near uh, sometimes gets translated is at hand. And sometimes even beyond at hand, it also can be translated as has come. And so the kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God is not only near, but it has come. And this is the inauguration, the beginning, not just of Jesus's ministry, but of actually a new kingdom, a, a new order, a, a new politic, a new social system, a new and better way of life. This, this inauguration of a kingdom, a, a heavenly kingdom, in other words, heaven coming to earth in order to, quote, make all things new. And that's the hope that we, receive, we see in the book of Revelation. And we see this, this theme played out, that something new is about to begin. And something new and lasting and beautiful and perfect is inaugurated. It's beginning. It is the hope of a new kingdom. And you see, the thing is with this kingdom that Jesus brings, is this new kingdom, it actually calls our loyalties and our foundational belief systems into question. It's not asking us, are you going to be a Republican or Democrat? And who will you side with the most? It's not asking us, choose the lesser of two evils. It's not saying, are you going to side with the left or the right? Are you going to be conservative or liberal? It's calling our deeper loyalties our deeper deeper fundamental truth of what we believe the world is and the realities that exist into actual question. It's asking us, what do you claim your loyalty to? What are the deepest held things that you are holding on to? Because at the end of the day, there is a, a new kingdom that has arrived, a new order, this new social system. The kingdom is beginning to come. This is what challenges our, our loyalties. And if we're choosing, we're, and it comes down to, are you choosing a kingdom of this world, a nation of this world, a leader of this world to, to abide by in, or will you begin to see this new heavenly kingdom that has come upon us? Here's another way to think about it. A graceful, this is a graceful and peaceful invasion of the power and authority of God from heaven to earth. Okay? Like this is, Jesus is inaugurating. This is a new day. That first century, when he begins his ministry, 
And then before he goes to the cross and dies, um, uh, and dies uh, in, through crucifixion and then rises again to show his love and loyalty and God's defeat over death and then how heaven has broken into earth and how he has reconciled all things and he is making peace with earth through Jesus. He's, in, he's showing us that he has inaugurated a graceful and peaceful invasion, and I'm calling it an invasion, through power and authority of God from heaven to earth. So God has the ability to come with, with hellfire and brimstone, right? But that's not the way he chose. He used Jesus instead, who was one of peace, one of meekness, to slowly use his authority and his power to usurp the powers of this world to call us to a greater kingdom and to a greater purpose and to give us a greater hope. And he uses weapons of truth, weapons of love, and weapons of forgiveness. Not a call to arms, not a call to more rhetoric, not a call to hate and distrust and lies and conspiracies. Instead, he calls us to something that is greater and more perfect and more beautiful and more loving. The, what we believe, and I've already kind of said this, but I just want to make it clear for you as a listener and for those who might be kind of on the outskirts of church and hearing me talk about Jesus and his death on a cross, I want to let you know that as, as a Christian, in the Christian faith, what we hold to is this idea, this, this notion that God made peace between heaven and earth through Jesus Christ's death and his resurrection. So his death on a cross, his death through, the, uh, with, uh, through crucifixion, and then his resurrection three days later, which is what we celebrate Easter for, um, that act made peace between God and us. That act made peace between heaven and earth. No longer are, is heaven against us and we against it, but rather it's now a full open invitation for us to participate in God's reconciling work in this world. And that's what we hold to as a Christian. That's what we hold to as those who follow the ways of Jesus. And this is why we continue to follow him. And this is why we preach his name and proclaim his name and this good news and this hope. And so the question for us remains, are you with the kingdom of God or this kingdom of heaven? This, are you going to follow and embrace this inauguration that occurred? Or are you going to be against it? You know, and I think it brings up an interesting point for us because we, those who want to be against it, whether they willfully think so or not, are going to continue to thwart it. They're going to lie about it. They're going, to set, they're going to send alternate signals. They're going to say, well, it didn't happen. We're going to explain it away. We're going to decry and say it's fake. It's fake news. This Jesus never came. This Jesus never actually did what the, your scriptures say he came for. Um, we're going to uh, not only lie about it, we're going to try to persuade other people to, te- to believe what we believe about it and say it's not true. Stand on my side. We're going to reject it. We're going to speak harshly against it. We're going to lie. We're going to, we're going to bring people around us and, and eventually we'll get to the point of where we're going to feel like we have something to defend now. And now we'll only defend it verbally, but now we're going to defend it with intimidation. We're going to defend it with threats, and then we're going to eventually defend it with violence. 
And Jesus reminds us again that his kingdom cannot be overthrown. God's kingdom cannot be overthrown. His kingdom is meant for light, not for darkness. His kingdom is not meant for violence, but for peace and prosperity for all. But if we are rejecting the inauguration, if we reject the inauguration of God's kingdom, then we are against it. And if we're not willing to embrace it, if we're not willing to step into it, and we're not willing to learn more about it, then we're naturally against it. And of course, then you feel like you have everything to fear. But the reality is, his inauguration comes with weapons of truth and love and grace and peace and forgiveness. Those are the weapons that God uses, and those are the things in which he taught us through his son Jesus to believe and the kind of person he invites us to be. And that is a hope filled vision of the future that God made peace with us through Christ, that his new kingdom has arrived and it is inaugurated, and we are all invited to participate in it. But nobody's going to want to participate in it when, if we claim that we are for that kingdom, that we are for that kingdom of God, that we are for the kingdom of heaven, but choose to pick up our arms and defend it as if it were our last dying breath. No one is going to be interested when we use the tools and weapons of the world because it's not a radical way that truly shows that Jesus is alive and that we actually hold to a greater hope. We hold to a kingdom that knows no end. We're unwilling to sacrifice and lay down our lives and lay down our privileges for the sake of the other. That doesn't prove to the world that this kingdom is truly all that it is. So again, the kingdom that Jesus inaugurates, that God brings from heaven to earth, that is invading in a graceful and peaceful and humble and meek way, but it's happening around us, is, does not come with this incredible fanfare. But it challenges us at the deepest core and deepest level. What's the thing you're holding on to? I'm, hold, you know, I'm, I'm holding on to a vision of my nation and my community that I want to hold on to. I'm holding on to uh, my wealth and my 401k. I'm holding on to whatever vision it is that you're holding on to may not be the one that God's inviting you into. How do I find this kingdom? How do I know this kingdom? How do I... How do I live in this kingdom? Um, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount is the introduction <laughs> to the ethic of this new kingdom. It's, it's, it, it's almost the, the Bill of Rights. It's almost the constitution <laughs> of this kingdom. And it follows in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. I encourage you to read it. Um, and, and many of you will know it. You'll recognize so many of the, the phrases and you'll recognize the, the terminologies being used. Whether you're somebody who considers yourself a Christian or not, you will recognize these things. And then you can compare them to what you're seeing played out on the public stage. You'll be able to compare them with where you see them in, in, in our world today. You'll be able to celebrate where you see the kingdom of God is shining 
whether that person claims to be a follower of Jesus or not, but you can see like that the kingdom of God has invaded that space. That's where God is at. He's working in there because I see this being played out there in this space. And then you could be able to see the, the other places where it's not, where it's, where it's working actively against the kingdom of God, even among the people who claim to be Jesus followers and those who claim the kingdom of God. You'll be able to see where they are not working towards this actively. And I just want to read a couple of places right here, the Beatitudes, you're going to, you're going to recognize it. Um, but here's just a few of the concepts of what does it mean to be those who in, be a, are a part of God's kingdom that is invading this world. So here's one part. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. God blesses those who mourn. God blesses those who are humble. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice. God blesses those who are merciful. God blesses those who heart, whose hearts are pure. God blesses those who work for peace. And God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right. And that rightness is found in actually all those other things and many other things. These, those simple statements alone challenge us to our core. Does this define me? Does this define us? The ways of Jesus reveal and confronts us with the kingdom over our own little kingdoms that we're building, even here on earth. And so the inauguration of the kingdom of God in the first century is, is now this played out vision, is now this, this inauguration, it's already happened. <laughs> and, and in the final, what we call a consummation of the kingdom, where everything is returned to the way it is, is supposed to be, this vision we kind of see in the book of Revelation and other places in, um, in scripture that God talks about um, is still coming. We are still awaiting it, but we are invited collectively to help be a part of that kingdom and bringing that kingdom to reality in this world. But it's going to challenge us. It's going to challenge our deepest belief. But the inauguration is a true moment of hope. And it has already happened in the past. And we get to continue it today into the future. And so as we celebrate even our earthly inauguration of our earthly leaders, and as we celebrate inauguration of a new president and a new vice president and a new administration, what we do is we look for the signs of hope. We look for the signs of the kingdom of God and the inauguration of that, and we celebrate those things while we still speak against the things that are contrary to that. And we call ourselves and one another to a common good. To a, to a common ground, to a common truth that we can all rally behind that truly benefits the other. So don't fall for the traps. Don't fall for the traps. Don't fall for the lies. Don't fall for you have to be extreme left or extreme right. Don't fall for it. But instead, seek the higher ground. Seek the better ground in humility and meekness. Seek the kingdom of God. And as Jesus said on that inauguration day, it requires repentance. We must turn from our ways and follow his ways. That's the beginning place. That's where humility is found. And so restoring hope in our world 
that cultivates a better tomorrow for everyone, it begins by knowing what kingdom we are ultimately loyal to. Well, thanks for listening to the Restoring Hope podcast. I'm Matt Till. Happy Inauguration Day. And until next time, remember to keep the faith and inspire hope in others. A better tomorrow is coming. Thank you.